All right, welcome back to another episode of Giorgio Says, the podcast. Um, and I know I missed you guys last week, but it was a holiday and I hope you guys all got to enjoy it. Um, but we are back to our normal schedule. So, um, but today's podcast, I normally kind of cover on a little bit of what's going on with Potomac and I will on this episode, but I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on the highlights rather than go into, um, all the aspects of the episode, if that makes any sense. Um, Because what I really want to get into uh, mainly is this Diana Jenkins donation debacle with Jay Edelson being on um, Emily D. Baker's podcast and saying that basically it was BS. So I want to give my thoughts on that. Um, I also want to touch on Erica's earring drama with what's going on currently. But I'm not going to go into too much heavy detail on that because, quite honestly, I'm really trying to read into the documents and, like, really try to understand it based on what Ronald Richards has put forward and what he's saying versus what some other people have been saying about what their thoughts are based on what's been put forward. So, um, but nonetheless, and then I'm going to talk about my new merch that I just dropped. And um, I will also be talking about uh, on the Patreon this Friday, I'm going to be dropping two ex- uh, bonus episodes. One um, is my thoughts on the Balenciaga situation. And the second one is... Uh, regarding Britney Spears and what's going on with her. So check that out. That'll be on this Friday's uh, Patreon drop for Patreon members. Okay, so let's get into Potomac because, you know, nothing's really shifted in terms of how I feel about the current situation that's at play. I'm still very much on Wendy's side. Um, I don't think Mia's really coming across very... Uh, I don't know. There's just something about her that it feels like she's just waiting to have a housewives moment. And I don't, I don't know. It's just starting to bug me a little bit because it just feels like it's a big put on. But then I'm like, there's certain aspects where I'm like, well, someone's egging this on. So is her producer egging this on? I mean, not that they... I don't know. It's just strange because it's like, does she really not see, or I don't know. Is she, she's clearly not self-aware because what I'm getting at is when she had Karen come upstairs to then have Jacqueline, Mia's friend, tell Karen basically how Mia feels while Mia is sitting there was very strange. And I think Karen felt that too in the moment, which is probably why she didn't react as much as she probably could have. Because I mean, it was kind of ridiculous because it's like, why are you 
why are you picking on Karen? And I don't think Karen's stance on it is wrong at all. I think it's actually very uh, neutral because she sees how both were wrong in their own respective rights. I think she's just not trying to be involved. And I think Mia was really looking for her to just qu- just blindly attach herself to her and support her. And she didn't get that. And I think she is a little bit salty about that. And it was clear also in the episode that Mia is very petty. Because when Ashley, Karen, and Candace decided that they were going to go check on their friend Wendy because Wendy at this point is staying at a hotel. Which is crazy to me because it's like Sharice, I think, is still looking for a hotel. Or maybe she's given up. I don't know. I don't know what type of hotel Sharice needed that she couldn't find a hotel quickly in Miami because Wendy got home packed and left to go to her hotel. Like, I mean... So I don't know. I don't know where Sharice was looking for hotels. But anyway, it seems like Sharice is, is staying. Um, turns out she is a sorority girl because she's clearly sharing a bathroom and getting ready um, in the house. Nonetheless, Wendy's clearly being iced out of the group at this point, And the other ladies are completely fine with it. And I think that's the other part of it that makes this kind of like annoying to watch, which is why I think the producers know they're going to piss us off week to week at this point. But nonetheless, it, the fact that Mia's is going to be petty and tell them, oh, since you're going to go choose Wendy over my thing that I planned for Karen's birthday, then how about you guys don't stay at this house? That's just very like, how old are you? You have children. And that was just beyond petty. It's just like what you can't, first of all, they have a right to go check in on their friend. Like, I don't know what this whole, like you expect everyone to just completely side with you. Like, but it was clear who was worried about what. Nobody was worried about Wendy, unfortunately. But you know what the good thing is? Wendy wasn't bothered because she shouldn't be. And she's she's got so much going for her naturally outside of the show that I think that ultimately bugs the living shit out of these women. And when I say these women, I'm talking about mainly Giselle, Robin, Mia. Because Wendy has depth, she has substance, and she doesn't need to... No, do I always agree with Wendy? Do I do I do I like Wendy? Um, like I like her, but I don't, I'm not like fanning over Wendy. I mean, she's, you know, I, I think this season I'm starting to like her more because I think she's more rounded out. Like, I feel like she went from one extreme to the next. So I was kind of confused, not so much about how she portrayed herself. It was more of like, she was she almost shifted away from something. And they talked about that briefly, but they kind of went in a different direction and made it about her husband. But I'm more talking about like, I feel like I'm getting to see a more balanced, realistic version of Wendy. 
And I like it. And I like that she's true to her word because remember she said she would never resort to physical violence. And she didn't. And even Monique, I think, um, said the same thing. It was like, yeah, she stayed true to her word. But she's she did say, Monique, it was interesting. Monique, I don't remember what, if she was on a podcast or she was on something and they asked. But she basically said that after Monique's reunion, the last one, the last season that she was on, she warned Wendy and said that, you know, they're going to come after you next. Like, it's just a moving target at this point. And they were right. And she was right. She was absolutely right. But. Yeah, so I'm not going to break down the whole entire episode, like I said, because I feel like nothing too much, like not too much happened in the sense like I'm still like nothing shifted other than the fact that Mia looks absolutely petty and juvenile. But other than that, my stance is the same. But shout out to Trina, the baddest bitch. She was on the episode last night. She did um, a song with Candace and Wendy was in the studio hanging out. So actually Wendy had an amazing time seemed. Um, But, you know, I'm really hopeful that this doesn't start turning into a trend where we start seeing these franchises that were fun to watch become absolutely uh, triggering or upsetting to watch because that's not what what these shows are supposed to be about. We love fun shade. We love the 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 cattiness of course that's that's housewives but when it starts getting to the point where it's clear that these cast members are clearly building alliances outside of the show to take other cast members down or isolate a cast member it you can't expect the viewers to want to watch that every single week so I, like that's why sometimes i question with production like what what direction are we going with this you guys know that half the crap that comes out of Giselle's mouth is bullshit, but you guys still run with it because you need you need the storylines. I get it. You need the drama. But where's the line? There's no line. And the hypocrisy is crazy. And that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the, leave it there. Um all right. Let's talk about Diana Jenkins and this whole situation because it came out. Well, so Jay Edelson was on uh, Emily D. Baker's podcast and great interview. You should go check it out. Um, And he was asked about the, so as we know, and if if you don't, um, Diana Jenkins started the Sonella Foundation, but she partnered with giving.org or gvng.org, which basically is kind of, um, they help people set up their uh, nonprofits, if you will. So they kind of have all the, it's kind of like when you go and you and, and you white label something, like it's the product is done. You just need to, you know, get it branded and and all that fun stuff. So that was, and that's not, something that's odd but a lot of a lot of people do that when they start their own nonprofits just because it's easier and it's 
you're partnering partnering with people that have done this and they have the experience and they have the background for these for these uh situations so um it's not anything out of the ordinary and frankly like i think in the beginning when this all came out it wasn't really shocking to me that she started her own organization because why wouldn't you she has so much money and so much disposable income that she should have an organization or two but nonetheless there was a debacle in the beginning because her website said that she had pledged a hundred thousand dollars and then she came out and said that she donated it so people were like did you pledge it or did you donate it which one um and they're like hammering like you know with the whole like amber heard situation because i guess that's what she did which i i really should look into it because I didn't really, if I'm honest, I didn't really follow all too much into that uh, case, but it seems like, so here's the thing. I think what's, what's going on partially, if I'm being honest, is there's a, there's a majority of people that will just dislike a housewife, right? And it doesn't matter what like there's no more basing anything in truth or what actually happened. And that sometimes can be a little bit scary. I'm going to be honest because even when there's like a situation where it's like, there's not something off or wrong necessarily, like people don't want to let it go. So obviously like we know that there was an, it was an opportunistic move on her part to do this for the Lion Air victims. And it was clear that she was in, you know, she needed a storyline. You know, she clearly wasn't going to talk too much about who she was outside of being a refugee and then where she's at in her life now. But then, you know, you did it in a timely manner as well because you you've been with these girls already. So you kind of like knew the backstory a little bit more. And so then you went off and you did this, which is great. Listen, I think there's nothing wrong with what she did. Absolutely not. If, if it's going to help them, you know, the victims and the people that were affected by this tragic situation, then yes, I think everyone can sign up and say, yes, do it. Let's do it. Um, but what's the, I guess, the intention behind it is what people, I guess, are questioning. But I don't think that that's really a question. I think that she's just doing this because that she was going to do it. And, you know, it's not like she's going to take it and run. Like, it's, I don't look, I don't think it's like a situation like that where she's just like created some sort of uh, way to like funnel the money and it, it's it's not going to make its way to where it's going now the issue it came that came about was when the question came up about whether she donated it or not because the issue was the money has not been distributed like she said it would be well then come to find out she's still collecting donations and i checked the gvng org uh site where they show you like the donations and it shows that diana jenkins donated a hundred thousand dollars and i think there's another additional two thousand dollars in donations 
So it's at like $102,000. But she's planning on keeping this going until the end of the year. And then, you know, from there, it will be distributed. Um, But the issue came about because I guess Jay Edelson, they didn't really go into depth on it. He just kind of made a comment about it quickly and, and whatnot. So it wasn't like... What's up, guys? I just wanted to take a second to talk to you guys about Zealous London. They are a premium clothing brand based out of London, and their whole motto is they don't do seasonal collections. Every single item they release is here to stay. They make daily essentials as perfect, timeless, and long-lasting as possible, and their focus is on small production volumes. Supreme quality, craftsmanship, and customer care at affordable prices. Less is more is not just a speech. They actually live it. And I am so excited because I am able to share um, a code with you guys so that you can receive 10% off your first order at zealouslondon.com. And the code is ZLBBGiorgio. So again, the code is ZLBBGiorgio. And you want to use this code at checkout and get 10% off your first order. All right. Now let's get back into the episode. He didn't give like a detailed reason behind it, but obviously people that were listening took that and and obviously it it blew up like wildfire because everybody was talking about it. But nonetheless, um he was he was on Twitter and he decided to kind of clarify um his stance on the situation. I just want to read it to you guys because I really want to make sure it's clear okay so he goes this is jay edelson on twitter uh while i believe that diana jenkins did give a hundred thousand dollars to this charitable giving group and induced others to give two thousand dollars that's as far as it has gotten this reaffirms my initial view that diana was looking for some publicity and was not actually interested in actually helping Earlier this month, I got contacted by the charitable group that is tasked with distributing the $100,000 to the victims. That group seemed to be authentic, but they were clueless. I explained the difficulties in in distributing the money and my concerns that this was just a PR stunt. We had a good chat and the organization essentially agreed with my position. Doing something meaningful would be hard to pull off with only $100,000 given the difficulty of the logistics most survivors don't speak English, etc. The person I spoke to basically said, we have to go back to the drawing board. I've heard nothing since. From all I know, no money has gone to any of the survivors and there is no current plan in place to do anything. So the thing is with this whole thing, and I asked my partner about this, shout out to Jeff, um, because not too not too specific on this organization, although we did discuss that a little bit more, just around how it kind of works when you talk about distributing money, like in in a situation like this, where you know her her whole thing is very clear, um, which is something that he. Jeff told me was, you know, that's the way it needs to be. Like, however, it's mapped out. I'm just going to read you what the Sonella Foundation 
what what their plan is for this campaign for the flight 610 victims. It says the Sinella Foundation's first project in partnership with GVNG Org will raise funds for the families of the 189 passengers and crew members who lost their lives when Lion Air Flight 610 crashed into the Java Sea shortly after takeoff from Jakarta, Indonesia. All donations will be collected, safeguarded, and distributed by our partners at GVNG or giving to the widows orphans, and close family members of those who died on flight 610. So it's very clear here where the money is supposed to go. I think the issue is there must have been either a miscommunication between, you know, it's clear there was a miscommunication because if she's, if the money hasn't been distributed, well, the reason is, is because she's still collecting. So if she's going to give people till the end of the year, you know, Jeff also pointed out that that's very beneficial. And so like, that's a lot of times the end of the year for a lot of people. And so like, there's a lot of other factors that play into it. Not that she's not doing it. I mean, they're going to get whoever is meant to get the, the money will get it. So there's nothing in in my opinion and based on the things that I've looked into and talking to Jeff who, you know, understands this industry um, very well, it, it there's nothing like sinister about it. Now, is it now if, if you're looking at it from or like a moral standpoint, is she doing it out of the 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 goodness of her heart? I don't know. That I don't know. But if anything it sounds like it could have been good PR. I mean, what he also tweeted, Jay Edelson, was that, you know, this was the only thing that kind of was like iffy to me was that he said that, you know, she, her PR contacted him and said that they should do a joint press conference on this and it'll make him look good. And that's when he realized that this was probably more of a PR thing. And like, kind of like what I said, she's just looking for some like, She's looking for notoriety and it'll help build a storyline for her on the show. So that part of it makes it not seem like it's coming from an authentic place, but yet, you know, I don't know. seems like there's a lot of mix-ups and misconceptions about Diana is all I'm saying. So, um, also need to talk about the, the earring debacle with Erica, like, I'm not going to go into too much depth on this one, only because I feel like I'm so taxed on the whole Erica thing. And it just, there's always something that's happening. Um, but I guess, you know, the earrings, infamous earrings, um, were said to be auctioned off. And I guess something to do with the, the auction or the, the, the value came in really low. And so I guess they're saying that that's not the actual pair of earrings or she turned in, allegedly turned in the wrong pair of earrings or the earrings that were maybe very similar to the ones that she was supposed to turn in, but weren't actually. So there was a lot of like that going on. So, you know, obviously Ronald Richards 
is always on the, you know, always on the scene of the crime looking for where he can plug himself in. But I will say, you know, he made some clear points. Um, And it's not that I think she swapped them out. I think this really is just more confusion around the actual earrings because I think there's a, like, I think people are confused. I think there's a difference and please someone message me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when something's like, they say that they're worth the earrings, right? They were worth $1.2 million, but I think that's retail. And I think that's not what they're going to go for at, they wouldn't go for that at auction. Like, I think they would just do it at like, um, at cost, or it would be more of like a whole, like it would not, it would be like a fraction because there's a difference between retail. It's like retail and wholesale. So it's like, yes, the retail value of the earrings Erica has is $1.2 million, but that's not necessarily how much they're going to get for it. So I think that is where, the other part of the confusion lies, but um, in terms of whether or not she turned in a different pair of earrings, it seems like Ronald Ronald seems to think so, or that there's an issue with the earrings that she did turn in because they don't seem to match up with uh, the GIA certificate. Um, so Ronald wrote this as a comment to someone in the chat that was talking about, I don't know. I think they said like, you owe Erica um, an apology because I guess there was a content creator. um, I think it was Zach Peter who was basically clarifying that, you know, Erica didn't do anything wrong in the situation. It was more based on the fact that the earrings are not the same earrings because they were purchased after Tom said the house was burglarized and those ori- the original pair I think were 800,000 and the second the replacement pair were, se- were like 750,000 so they're not exactly the same because these were $50,000 less at the time of purchase so but I guess the problem is, is that it, I think maybe the report that was turned in with the ear, I don't know, he's claiming that there's just something off about it. But nonetheless, he wrote to this person on Instagram, we, you know, we don't owe anybody an apology because that position is meritless. The jeweler in 2007 did not have the reference that he was selling the jewelry based upon the jewelry that was allegedly burglarized. He provided a declaration five years later saying he replaced it, but there's no indication that he would sell $750,000 worth of earrings and then reference some other certificate on his sales invoice. That would be a bigger problem for him. Also, that would mean $750,000 worth of diamonds were purchased without a GIA certification in 2007. It is highly likely that the GIA certifications on the invoice are the ones for the diamond sold in July 2007. So I guess what it sounds like Ronald was basically saying there is that the whatever's on the report for the earrings that were turned in were not of the ones of the actual replacement. 
So, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, you know, clearly, because it's just, it's very complicated because of the way that it's, I think there's so many ways it's being reported. I think some people are saying like, oh, she literally went and got some like fake version or like cheaper version, like some like, you know, jewelry store in the mall, like replica and turn those in. I don't think that's what happened, but I, you know, I, I think again, it's, it's getting to a point where I think people just won't let up on her. And I think she will always be the bad guy. It doesn't matter. And I'm not siding with her in any event because I feel like she doesn't really have a lot of real authentic empathy in her about any of this. I feel like it's just been so dark and chaotic and I feel like she should have stayed off TV and I think she should have dealt with this off line literally and come back when she was able to you know polish her story and come back on tv because quite frankly i mean it's it's a it's i think the whole topic of erica jane is just becoming so exhausting for people like i feel like people don't even want to hear about it anymore but there's always something happening so it's like being talked about so you just you know it's a machine at this point but nonetheless i think the issue with the earrings is that um I think it really just comes down to the discrepancy of the retail value versus what they're going to actually sell for. They're not going to sell them for retail value. You know what I mean? So I think that's where I think people are like, oh, wait, why is the value so low? Um, but I'm like so over it. Like, I hope this, I mean, it's going to be, it feels like it's not even anywhere near being done. But I can't wait for it to be all done so that we're not having to hear about any of these crazy situations anymore. Um, what else is going on? I do want to touch on um, my Patreon episodes that I'm dropping this Friday. There's two bonus episodes. One is going to be um, on the whole Balenciaga situation with the children in the campaigns. And then the other one was one that I had been working on doing research um, on Britney Spears and what's going on there. Um, now, obviously, this is I mainly my content is Bravo, but there are some pop culture situations like the Balenciaga, like the Britney Spears, which I've lightly touched on. Um, but I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast so i'm going to reserve that for my bonus audio so if you're a patreon member um that will be available on friday um i'm also really excited because um i just dropped some new merch designs and they're really fun and they're really cool and i'm really excited um i did one for lisa barlow i did a, like a tour t-shirt so you'll need to go to my website and check it out um, my website's slowly getting updated, but it's, it's going to, you know, little by little get revamped because I'm working on other things. And so I just want to make sure everything is on there, but you can now go to my website and purchase the merch directly from there. So you don't need to go to the separate merch store that I originally had. So it makes things a lot easier. So go and check those designs out. 
Um, also, we didn't do a um, Nat Geo live this past Sunday. Obviously, it was a holiday week. So we kind of decided the week was a good time to just take a little break. So, but we will be back on um, normal schedule starting this Sunday. So that's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure to check that out. And yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys this week. Um, I will keep you updated on the Diana Jenkins situation and um, also the Erica Earring situation, because honestly, I think there's still a lot to like understand about that. So I'm definitely going to keep you guys updated on that. Um, but until next week, guys, I will talk to you very soon. Bye.